when we come together as citizens of the planet and we make decisions not out of money and out of greed, but we start making decisions out of the livelihood of our children, that is when we show up in total love and nothing can get in our way. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and this is one of those episodes that is incredibly special and important for me personally when I share who's coming on our show today. Her name is Michelle Patterson, and I'm intentionally omitting a large portion of her story because I want you to hear that in her own words. But She is the founder of the Global Women Foundation Network, the largest community of women the global alliance of over a million strong. She's the CEO of the California Women's Conference, the nation's largest and longest running conference for women in North America. She has spearheaded numerous high-profile projects, including Groupon Getaways with 200,000 attendees nationwide. She's a sought-after media commentator for the Huffington Post, CNBC, Fox Business News, Bloomberg, and a regular guest on ESPN Radio, as well as hundreds of TV and radio stations. She's a knighted dame for her humanitarian work by the Knights of the Orthodox Order of the St. John Russian Grand Priory, a thousand-year organization, currently a board member for Loyola Marymount University. And she's also the Lifetime Achievement Award winner by President Barack Obama, Corporate Advocate Award by the Los Angeles Business Journal, and Women of the Year by the World Boxing Council. We're going to need to talk about that one for sure. Michelle Patterson, my friend, welcome to the show. It is an honor to have you on the Daily Helping Podcast. And thank you, because you and I have just had the opportunity to spend the last hour together. You were on my show, The Real Share. Yes, and it's so much fun to do these back-to-back because we get to kind of really dive into some cool conversations. And so we'll, we'll actually link to that interview in the show notes so that people who listen to this interview can jump into that one because it was, it was so cool. So and I, I want to just jump into it, Michelle, because your story, frankly, is amazing. And I, I'm just honored you're on with us today to share it with us. So well, let's, let's jump in. Caveat. So you, um, for this last year, and when I tell your audience about this last year, um, and you're one of my fab five, you're one of the individuals that I wanted to surround myself with. And, and I'll tell you why, you know, with this year, having done my whole life, really focused on providing resources and tools to women. And how that came about was I interviewed the governor who started the California Women's Conference when I was 12 years old. And he, um, in fact, my dad actually worked for him. And my father was a narcotic agent. 
And he worked for the attorney general's office, which was Governor George Duke Majin. So the year that he stepped into being governor, he granted me this interview and I interviewed him asking him really important questions like, what's your favorite hobby? How many kids do you have? And he said to me, that was the best interview I've, I've ever had. And it taught me at age 12 that I had really, really, really important information. Um, I had the ability to find and locate resources that were available out there. And I got a phone call later on to take on the California Women's Conference. And I thought, that's the craziest thing. That's the same conference I interviewed the governor when I was in the eighth grade. It was so surreal. And, and then lo and behold, and what you're referring to is I had a diagnosis that came uh, in April 15th of 2019, a year ago. And I was told that I had 90 days to live. And I was told that um, I had stage four breast cancer and it metastasized to all different you know, parts of my body. And, and, uh, and I told you this when I was with the surgeon and the surgeon was saying all the places it went to, I then made a joke, which is normally what I do when I'm upset or nervous or trying to make light of a situation, is I said, so you think I got a chance? You know, as the as the surgeon was saying, well, it's in your L1, it's in your, you know, sternum, it's in your lymph nodes, and she's going, you know, she's going all over the place. And so I said, you know, so you think I got a chance? And that's when she and I both started laughing. My sister didn't laugh. My sister scolded me and said, you know, this is probably not the best time for you to be making jokes. And I said in response, I said. This is the best time to be making jokes. And I learned at that moment what it means to have free will. And I learned what it meant to co-create with God and, and really decide for yourself what it is that you, you know, truly want to create. And, and it's not about what works for you as much as it's about what works um, for you as the individual, deciding what it is that you need um, to really, really be in your true essence and to being able to do the work that you were doing on the planet. And, and I think it's interesting to jump back because you know, I, I've had a couple of people on the show who are, are frankly medical miracles like you are. Uh, one comes to mind is Sean Swarner, who overcame like two of the most rare kind of cancers in two consecutive instances. And a lot of people, I suspect, would have reacted like your sister. You know that you know, now's not the time for jokes. You know we've got to be serious, and you've got to do this and this. And so, what exactly in that moment for you was the thing that that let you shift that mindset? Because so many people during times of just and this is human nature, we react to things. In, in ways that, that help us rationalize what's going on in our world. But you really just basically told cancer, screw off. And, and here you are. You were given 90 days. And now it's, you know, we're recording this in, in mid-2020. And there's no slowing you down. So, you know, so for people listening to this who, you know, have adversity in their lives or maybe they or a loved one have, you know, a medical condition, talk to us about, 
that transition of that mindset into where you took back that control and basically overcame a disease that to- no, nobody told you you could overcome? Two things. One, at that particular moment, for me, you know, the surgeon was telling me that I wasn't a candidate for surgery. And so for me, I was creating healthy options. I was creating a playground that I chose to play on. And I had heard before and uh, through some different folks out there that had watched movies, you know, just like movie after movie after movie of just being positive and laughing and being joyful. And, you know, again, not, not believing the naysayers, you know, out there. And, you know, so for me, when I was originally diagnosed and, and you and I talked about this, I had just got my entire family back together again. And, and, and my daughter can share her story, um, but we were in the hospital for 23 nights. And, and I know you know about this, you know, as a parent. I mean, for me, I can go through, I mean, going through cancer, going through, I mean, anything when, when I'm in my body experiencing, you know, this process, it's one thing. But when you're not in your body and it's your child, you will do whatever you need to do on the planet to be able to get your kid what it needs, you know, to heal. And I just, I look at, you know, those parents that are out there and I think, you know what, when we come together as citizens of the planet and we make decisions, not out of money and out of greed, but we start making decisions out of the livelihood of our children, that is when we show up in total love and and nothing can get in our way. When you started sharing with people that you were not going to accept the 90 day death census. And what does that mean? Does that mean like Pacific time on, you know, like, like right. Like, yeah. You're like, heave over. I mean, literally ask that question. Like like Cinderella and the pumpkin, right? Like at midnight, like, you know, you just keel over, but you know, you were, you were told something by an authority figure and then said no. And so at what point did the people in your life start I don't want to say supporting because that's the wrong word, but you know, most people, if somebody's given a 90 day death sentence and then that person says, no, I'm going to live, that doctor is wrong. Most people would think, yeah, sorry, you're, you're deluded. You're, you know, you're in denial is what they would say. So when, when did the people in your world start coming around to the fact that, you know, Michelle Patterson's here to stay? Yeah, so when the first PET scan, imagine communicating to your father, who is a uh, former narcotic agent representing police officers for the state of California. This was his work that he did. And communicating to my dad on his birthday, May 30th, this is a year ago. And he said to me, he goes, Michelle, when are you going to start treatment? And I said, Dad, I've started treatment. And he goes, I know what you're referring to, but when are you going to start, you know, treatment? And I had been told again to take um, a couple different things, eye brands, um, chemo, 
I, uh, at this time, I had taken a cannabis protocol. And so I started it on Easter Sunday. And it's a tincture that you put under your tongue every three hours. And I start at 9 a.m. And it goes through until um, 9 p.m. when I go to sleep. And so I took a PET scan. And from the next PET scan, eight weeks later, um, I go into Hope Hospital. Dr. Greg Anguist, who's my oncologist, tells my parents and husband and sister that, hey, we don't see results like this. And what I told them that I did was I did a cannabis protocol. So for the eight weeks, and this is something that I've done throughout the entire, um, over a year now, is this protocol. And then one of the things that I did also was I put together a team of doctors. And I said, okay, I am not going to get to the pearly gates and have to look God in the face and say, I did not do my darnest to be able to go ahead and pull together resources for me. I've been doing this for the last 20 years, you know, putting on the California Women's Conference, North America's largest women's conference. And I had been doing this and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to get to the pearly gates and not make it my mission to go out there and say, okay, where are healthy options? Because I knew I knew, Richard, that there was more options than what they were telling me with chemo and radiation. And I also, so I learned from my dad and I told him and, and he cried and he was just, you know, he was like, you know what, Michelle, all your mother and I want is for you to get through this and to be healthy. And so we support you. And my dad did. And my mom did. And my mom said to me, I asked her, you know, I came out of the, uh, hospital and my husband and I were high-fiving and we're cheering. And he says to me, he goes, this is Eric. He goes, do you realize that nobody, you know, we didn't do any treatments except for get a PET scan, get an MRI, get a biopsy. I mean, we we're getting all the tests through Western medicine. And what the test showed was that in the PET scan, I had 40% had, uh, that had metastasized um, or, or 40%, the original tumor went down by 40%. And then what had metastasized had dropped by 52%. And so that was the first eight weeks. And then I started going from there, putting these doctors together, putting these biochemists together and going out there and asking my friends, what, what do you know? What are you looking at? Everything from magnetic therapy to what I was eating to bringing on a nutritionist, to bringing on individuals that are talking about meditation and doing a lot of work with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so I put this group together and they all came in. They referred to me as their Trojan horse because they said, you know, you came in and created a safe place, not only for you as the patient, but us as the doctors is you made it safe for us to get on a Zoom call. We recorded it. So we started doing this back way before COVID-19. We started doing this back in October where I started recording these calls with my doctors. And one of the calls, they came on and Ian was leading it. And he said, we got together and we think unanimously that you should do targeted radiation. And I didn't cry. I didn't get upset. 
I was like, you know what? Um, I put this group together because, you know, I have a group of individuals that are experts in the space of oncology and in the space of cancer. I even had doctors on there that are, were involved with cannabis specifically. So I had 180 years of practice on these calls. And so when they told me that they thought that I should do targeted radiation, I was okay with it. And I came back a week later, called my husband and I, and he says, um, you know, Michelle, through the work that you've been doing, through the real share, he goes, I compared your logs with my patients that are out in Germany. And I noticed that they were not doing this treatment that I had my patients on from Germany that was with methadone. And I also noticed that they weren't doing what you were prescribing with cannabis. And um, these guys are brilliant. They actually put together a book called No Sugar for Manfred. So he named his brain tumor. And when he went on this treatment, he actually had a 57% drop in his brain tumor. I mean, insane results that are happening because what's happening is we're coming together, we're, we're, we're sharing what we know, um, and we're creating these third-party testimonials in video. And, and then we're having your assessments you know, come in and we're putting these pieces together. And I'm creating what I'm referring to as, I love this, absolutely love this, is made with love. And so within this five to thrive career, physical, financial, social, and community, which lines up perfectly with the assessments that you've created, it aligns up with this process where we can actually take individuals through when they have a WTF moment, you need a wellness team family. And so you need to have your assessments then coupled with this made with love. And so have these humanitarians, these like-minded individuals that are coming together to see what is possible. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. And I think, um, you know, because you're, you're humble, uh, I, I think the part that might have been slightly glossed over is the people that you assembled for your wellness team family that got you through cancer. These are not just the average oncologist or the, I mean, you, you literally, I mean, you had Steve Jobs, doctor, you had the top people in the world who came together from these different disciplines. And now here you are. And this is, again, I, I intentionally omitted this from the introduction because I, you know, you've now you've created a platform to where anybody can start to access and create their own 
wellness team family for their WTF moments, which I, I love that as well. That's so much fun. You know, so now you're doing this and now you're healthy. And, and so talk to us about the bigger goals for this. What, what is the big picture yeah. for, for well, what you're creating? You saying, thank you for saying that because it goes back to this, treat yourself like somebody you're responsible for. And, you know, this, what kept coming up for me was cannabis. I mean, I used that the whole process. Um, it was instrumental in helping me keep uh, the methadone treatment from Germany um, and keeping the food down and having me navigate through just horrific, just nausea. I mean, really, 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 really tough, tough nausea. Um, but what was so cool is this last week, um, I had a really hard time. I mean, it was just, one of, you know, one of those weeks where you're trying to put the pieces together. Uh, my business partner on the project I was doing with Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, we were bringing in 400 individuals together to see what's possible in the space of metaphysics. And he passed away. He um, you know, died of a heart attack. Uh, they found him in his jacuzzi. Um, and so it's only been just a few weeks. And I was on the funeral wake um, with my Zoom call. And I was with his family. And they were communicating and we were communicating how he was the first one to ask me to create this wellness team family. He was the first one that said to me, um, and I actually, I wrote, this is what I drew out. Um, and I sent, I sent you a copy, but it starts out Thursday, March 26th. I put down all of our text messages back and forth, but you said, finish the podcast really powerfully done. Um, I get what you're doing on a whole new level. You're a, you're a star. I mean, this is how he talked to me. He was so positive. And, and I said, that means so much coming from you. I really value your feedback and your mentorship, uh, my amazing friend. And I thank you. And, and, and again, I just, I feel like this next chapter is me staying in my space and curating this Patterson playground where we have like-minded individuals that can show up and can truly be scientists and to really share the knowledge that they have, poke holes at it. I mean, be scientists. You know how like scientists, they don't get, nobody gets their feelings hurt when somebody doesn't agree with them or, I mean, we're talking about saving lives right now. I mean, that's what's so powerful. I don't even think from Love Fest. Um, I, I had an individual out of New York that said, I want to meet all your doctors. And he's, you know, an investor. And so I shared with him, I interviewed for 18 hours, you being part of that, you were on it. 18 hours, we did Love Fest. And we created that before we had COVID-19. And we were actually created with this wellness platform, which was so, so powerful. And, and, but I think again, it's very serendipitous because this is that next step is I believe that you get to decide um, how you want to co-create this life. I think that's so powerful because, and we've talked about this, you and I, 
people don't think like that. People, they go to school and they're taught that when you go to school, you either get a job or you go to college so you can get a better job. And then you get the house you're expected to have and the right size car, depending on how many people are in your family. And you maybe you climb the ladder and you do these things. But every step of the way, you're a cog in somebody else's wheel. But what you're creating is an environment where people can learn to steer their own ship. I'm trying to to think of a metaphor for wheels. (laughs) It's the flower of life. I, I thought it was, I drew it one night after meditation. I went to sleep at midnight uh, meditating and I was so excited and I was having such a blast. I got up at 4 a.m. and I produced uh, this document and it was all around the flower of life. I thought it was happy cells. And what it is, is it's creating these wellness team families. So that way we can see what our assessment is and then it's not that we have to be best friends with the individuals that are doing this work that's on the planet. We just need access to the individuals that are doing this work. And I found that like with Joe Dispenza, I mean, he's doing remarkable things on the planet. And I couldn't get into one of his classes, which never happens ever. And so I reached out to Kotso, my partner who passed away, and he introduced me to Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he was able to get me to the Niagara Falls, as well as the one that I did do in uh, Mexico. And to me, it was like, that was what it was about, is not only having access to helping me, you know, get through my wellness journey, but it's also letting others know that they too have access the, the, the healing modalities are available on the planet right now to us. And when I went in to get my prescription filled, um, the, they told me that the prescription could not be filled. Um, I, my insurance did not cover it. And I said a prayer right as I'm right at CVS. I literally I was like, please, God, <laughs> please make this not so expensive that I can't afford it. And it was $23 for the month. It's wild. Isn't that wild? And so it just goes to show you, it's like right now, you know, that's why you don't need to be a billionaire. You don't need to be, all you need to be is somebody that trusts, trusting your gut. I trusted that advisory team that I put together. I trust my wellness team family. And when they told me, okay, Michelle, you're going to go ahead and do targeted radiation. I didn't cry and get upset. I had, I put this team together. And so when they called me a week later, I was like, all right, let's do it. And that's when I went on the protocol from Germany. And, and, and that then ended up, that's what working. So a week ago, so much has gone on this past week, but a week ago, um, Dr. Greg Anguis, my oncologist, and again, I have this big team. He, he started the conversation. I had my whole family there and he goes, so what what have you been doing? He goes, so what do you think the results are going to be? And I said, I know that it's going to show me um, getting through this and it's going to show me stopping the growth and going into remission and cause I'm needed on the planet. 
And what did he share with you when you said that? And he said, the growth has stopped because it's been four months and from one PET scan to the next, and it stopped. And it showed five to 10% drop in this tumor size across my whole body and no new, no new cancer at all. And he was just super happy. Um, I, of course, was super happy. And, and it was awesome, too, because my daughter, she was so funny. You know, she scored a very high score on her LSAT. And I'm a proud mama bear, um, 97%. And she graduated, I told you, you know, graduated from UCLA at 19 early and scored this 97%. And she's like, mom, you sounded like, she goes, that's like if, if they asked me what my score was going to be. And you were like, yep, this is what it is. You know? And I knew it. That's when I learned a free will. That's free will. We get to partake in this joyful, awesome, incredible life. We get to decide who we let on to our playground. You know, like I consider you like a close, close friend, one of my fab five. I mean, I've loved, loved getting to know you. I love your genius. I, I absolutely, like, I, I love how you are as just like a human, how you show up and you're a total humanitarian. I mean, I just, I feel like, I feel like the more of us, you know, come together in this space of what we know to be our truth and we share that information, I feel like we're going to constantly be having this domino effect of like living these joyful lives for everybody. And, you know, I think it's important to note that, you know, again, because you're just one of the most humble people I've ever met, what you've created isn't just about physical wellness. It's not just about being healthy from a biological standpoint. This, this network that you're building is about your wellness in terms of finances and relationships and satisfaction and purpose and all these different amazing things. So, you know, I, I don't want people who are listening to this think, well, I don't have cancer. I don't need this. Everybody needs to have their wellness team family to help them in these different areas so they can live their best life. It is amazing how you know, we can be impacted by something and, and it could go, I mentioned this on your show an hour ago, it can go two ways. You can become inwardly bitter and blame God or the universe or whatever you believe in for why this happened to you, or you could use it as an opportunity to really connect with what matters. And uh, I just you, feel you, very blessed because I feel like we don't even have to have all the answers. It's, we just have to listen and get quiet. Yes. Michelle, I, I could talk to you all day um, before I even jump into the ending, just because it's been on my mind the entire episode, because I don't know this story. Why did the World Boxing Council nominate <laughs> you Woman of the Year? Because we didn't, uh, we didn't talk about your life as a boxer. So what, what's going on there? What was the deal with that? That's actually one of my favorite, favorite stories. And I had been doing some events for... Um, the World Boxing Council, and it was all on women and women empowerment and women owning the boxing ticket. 
You've got women that are going out there and, and boxing in this professional sport. And so what they did was they honored me for the first time. They honored a women for creating this platform to celebrate women's rights, specifically in the space of them being on the ticket. And, and what we're finding is that you've got some boxers that are out there that have, uh, have done such great things for the, for the sport, truly have done such great things for the sport. So when I went there, I was a speaker and I got there the day before it was at the MGM and I walk in and they kept calling me and said, you know, you need to get down here. We've got something for you. And I walk in and it literally took my breath away. It was bigger than the California women's conference and the entire MGM uh, stadium, you know, took this over and you had every flag and they escorted me all the way up sitting next to Tyson, as well as I was uh, next to Holyfield. And then they, um, they were up there and, um, uh, you had, uh, Marcellus who, uh, was now the president of the world boxing council. And he presented the award to me and had me go up, up on stage and get it. And, and this is with Sugar Ray is up there. I mean, That's it was so just cool. amazing. Yeah. That's and really, when really I went cool. up there, I had not met um, his dad. His dad had just passed away. And so I accepted it in honor of all women, you know, that are out there. And not just for their own profession, but also for the profession of boxing. You know, it's, you know, people really have those decisions to make on whether they're going to move forward with their passion and their dream. And so you have those moms out there that have lifted up these boxers and, and done it, you know, for the goodness of, you know, going after it and, and, and living all out your life. And I think for me, that's, that's this next chapter, but I represent I believe that if you're not celebrating 100% joy in your life, I'm the best person to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about that. Michelle, that was a a very cool story. We are uh, at the end here. And and as you know, uh, I ask everybody who comes on The Daily Helping one question. And that, that single question is, what is your biggest helping? one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? The one thing is check out the real share right now. Um, for my 50th birthday, I'm celebrating the entire year and we're going to celebrate having an all access pass to the real share. And if you um, want to have the assessment and you can't afford it. Um, I want to go ahead and crowdsource that miracle to have you be able to not only afford the assessment, but also have access to Made with Love directory, as well as all the different resources that we have available for the real share. It's, it's available out there for you, whether you are having issues with your wellness or creating wealth. Um, you know, find out what it is that you need and then go for it. Don't settle for anything less than a hundred percent joy into your life. And as I tell my kids when I'm crying, because I'm so happy that I live my best year and I tell them they're happy tears 
So cry happy tears and and start having your best, best year on the planet. Amen to that. Tell us, Michelle, where people, give us the URL so people can get in on that. Awesome. So if you go to the real, R-E-A-L, share.com, you can sign up and we'll put you on the list. And that's what I'm going after is having it be from the perspective of you, mind, body, soul, spirit. Let's get everything firing all together and work with the likes of the Dr. Richards of the world and the doctor. Um, I mean, these doctors out there are geniuses and all they want is for you to experience their gifts and experience their their work. And so this is going to be a platform that that everybody has access to. And again, that's at therealshare.com. And we're going to have links to that in the dailyhelping.com show notes for Michelle, as well as in the Daily Helping app. So we got you covered left and right. But Michelle, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on. This has been an interview I've been looking forward to for a very long time. You too. I love you so much. Thanks for being my brother. Right back at you, my friend. Yeah, we're going to have so much more fun. This next year is just going to be off off the hook. No question. No question about that. I appreciate you. And I appreciate each and every one of you who chose to listen to this episode as well. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today, do something nice for somebody else, especially if you don't know who they are and post in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.